The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. What are the most successful change leaders of today doing to deliver great results? Welcome to Inside Transformational Leadership with your host, Kate Ebner. Our program is produced by the Institute for Transformational Leadership at Georgetown University. We'll explore the inner game of transformational leadership, sharing insights from renowned leaders and faculty from our world-class leadership and coaching programs. Now, from Georgetown University, here is Kate Ebner. Good morning and welcome to Inside Transformational Leadership. I'm Kate Ebner, your host, and I'm delighted today to be having a conversation with two of my favorite people, Cheryl Phillips and Randy Chittam. Cheryl and Randy both share the role of co-directing our um, executive executive certificate in transformational leadership at the Institute for Transformational Leadership. And this is our flagship six-month leadership course. Cheryl and Randy have designed and developed this program, drawing from faculty and content that's really bringing together the leading edge of what we're understanding about leadership, particularly in the context of the complex 21st century, and leadership that not only um, moves people, but actually is transformative. Um, Cheryl and Randy are longtime faculty of our coaching program at Georgetown. Um, They have been teaching in that program for many years and have played a key role in its success. Each of them has their own consulting and coaching practice and provide enormous amount of leadership training in a wide variety of institutions. As we talk this morning, I'm going to ask them each to introduce themselves and say a little bit about their background and how they got into this work that we're calling transformational leadership. But let me say that this is an hour intended to explore these concepts and to talk even more deeply about what's happening in the um, executive certificate in transformational leadership and how we're actually teaching this to leaders. So welcome this morning, Randy and Cheryl. Thank you so much, Kate. Thank you, Kate. Great to be here. Glad that you're here. And I think I am going to just dive in by having you say a little bit more about your backgrounds. I think you come together with some uh, real depth of experience and perspective. And Randy, let's start with you, if you don't mind just saying um, what you've done in your career, what brought you into the world of transformational leadership work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so uh, it feels like my whole professional career has been working with leaders in uh, one way or another, but if you put that into, into buckets... Uh, like a lot of us right now, if you start from now and go backwards, like a lot of people like us, I do a lot of executive coaching and a lot of leadership training. Um, the experience I had before this is one that I'm really glad I had, even though I almost didn't do it, and that was working inside a fairly big publicly traded corporation uh, being responsible for all of their leadership development. And honestly, part of the reason that I'm really super glad I did it is it gave me, uh, it clarified some things for me and increased the level of compassion that I have for the work that, that leaders out in the world are doing. It's hard, hard work. And so the, the, the answer to the question of why do I feel drawn to do this or why do I work with leaders is, is really that. I, as I watch people do 
the very best that they can with what they have, um, with all the best intentions in the world. And what so often I realize is that there are things that we could provide them with that they don't have that would make them better at it. And then, of course, there's the ripple effect from that, right? As leaders get better at doing the leadership in general and certainly the transformation part of leadership, then that has such an impact on not even just the people who work there, but their families and the community. And it just it ripples so far out that it feels like uh, I feel a little bit called to be the person who works with them. So is that enough, Kate? That's, that's excellent. Thank you. And mm-hmm. you know, I'm glad you mentioned your um, your experience in a in a corporation and the insight that that gave you because I know that certainly uh, informs how how you've been thinking about yeah. what leaders need. So thank you for that. And Cheryl, um, I've had the opportunity to work with you for a, a very long time, as I mentioned before, in the coaching program, but also to sort of see you in action in a few other settings. And um, you know, you're known for your I think your presence and your competence, your deep knowledge and understanding of leadership communication and presence and, and increasingly mindfulness as an attribute of presence. And I, I'd love if you could just say a little bit about what drew you into the work of working with leaders and especially in the context of transformation. Great. Thank, thank you, Kate. Um, so Randy said it so beautifully. All that stuff <laughs> is part of it. Uh, so I actually, it's funny, when I was thinking about this question coming into the call, I realized that I'm, I have sort of half a career and now I'm in the second half of my career. And the first half of my career, I actually was a leader. So I was inside an organization, inside several organizations and uh, was an executive in human resources and um, really got fascinated by, as Randy said, the struggles that leaders were going through and how hard they were trying and how tough it was and the complexity of the work. Uh, And I also got really fascinated in the personalities and the different ways that people approached and came at leadership. Um, And that's really what got me interested, and from there I... I really went to a coaching program um, that was about me reducing myself as a leader and through that uh, process decided that I really wanted to kind of be on the other side and be in service to leaders uh, really for the sake of, of positive change in organizations in the world. So that's, how I, that's how I came here. What do you mean, Cheryl, when you talk about you reducing yourself? How, how, how was that in service to your leadership? That oh that I was I was uh, reducing myself so I was um, I was going out to take to take a uh, program in coaching because I I was burning out as a leader right so I um, had been at it for a while about fifteen years at that point and uh, was finding that I was showing up every day doing the work interfacing with um, other executives the. Uh, politicians that I worked with and, and my employees, but I didn't, I didn't have the same passion, and uh, so I could I could feel that burnout beginning to happen. And when I um, entered into the program that I took at the time uh, to become a coach, uh, I wasn't intending to become a coach. I wasn't intending on this path. I was just looking for new energy and insight. And similar to how people that go through our coaching program and now our transformational leadership program. I came out the other side of that very changed and um, much more clear on how I wanted to be in service to the world. Thank you. That's that's really very interesting, and I'm sure there are people listening who really um, can appreciate both the 
this part of your story which you were needing some rejuvenation and a new perspective and and also really looking for another way to to contribute and um, I'm glad you shared that. So we say that transformational leadership requires conscious change and that that change begins within. And I know having been a part of the first cohort of the transformational leadership certificate program that that is exactly what happened that as our our uh, first group of leaders experienced the curriculum and went through the process they began to see opportunities and possibilities and make new choices and you know really move down the path of conscious change and uh, i remember at one point sort of toward the middle of the program one of the students approached me and said wow i came here thinking i was going to learn how to transform my organization and everybody in it, I really didn't realize it was me who was going to be transformed as a starting point. And, um, it made me laugh, and it reminded me also of what does happen in our coaching program, but it, it, it really was reassuring and validating for what we understand about how change happens and how it begins within. So I guess I'd love to ask each of you to reflect on... Um, the experience you've designed for leaders in the Transformational Leadership Certificate, what is it that you really, what's the arc? What is it you really want them to experience? And, and what's the effect of this? Um, Randy, do you think you could start? Yeah. So um, I think you, that's my favorite story, by the way. So I had that same conversation, I think. And, and that, to me, to a large extent, describes what I might think of as the arc, that while we're, while we're talking about probably literally hundreds of concepts and distinctions, virtually all of it takes place with a mirror in your hand. And, you know, I would, in my experience, people who wish to transform those things around them without first transforming themselves are just unable to see what it would take. And so if we imagine that uh, seeing differently precedes consciously acting differently, uh, then that journey just has to start where that student described that it started. And so... The program is uh, heavy on that, and again, as designed. And then I think, you know, as we, as people start to get some insight into that uh, around how they are self-limiting around what they're able to see, which is predicated on on the stories and the mental models that they have. Once we start to get a handle on that, then we're able to shift to what does that mean in terms of the intersection of that person and the system in which they work. And so now, how do we start to back away a little bit, hold as object those things around us so that we can start to think about how to influence that as well. But in my coaching experience, one of the most common, I won't call it a mistake exactly, but um, difficulties is that by the time leaders realize that a transformation is needed, very often it's already too late. And so there's such a leap of faith, I think, involved in doing this. And the leap of faith starts with being willing to be vulnerable enough to really look honestly at yourself. And I think you're talking about people who have been very successful in their lives. And so the the doing of that, uh, I think, takes a lot of courage because you could just keep doing what you're doing and have, in most cases, a very fine life. So they are engaging in this work for the promise of something bigger than what they've had before. And I personally find that very inspiring. I do too, and, and and you know, I think you said something so important, which is we're introducing them to probably hundreds of distinctions about leadership and new concepts that they can work with. But really, it's about 
in, being willing to engage in a, in a fresh look at yourself and that that's um, a, 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 the self-awareness aspect is a, a huge part of how we really move through this curriculum. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Cheryl, as, as you think about this question of the experience that we're giving the students and what we hope will happen for them, what do you say? Yeah, so, you know, so Randy spoke about the, the ARC, and it really, the program is in six bites, right, in, in terms of the, the coursework that you're in, the time that you're inside the classroom. And we really move through sort of looking at self and then moving self with others and then self and system and then back to self because we are our last, our tail end of the program, once you kind of get past the, the middle, is back to um, what's my, where am I in terms of my adult development? How is my presence? What's my future vision? So we, we move from self and then really back to self with self embedded throughout there. Um, and what, what we really hope is, of course, the self-awareness increases, but also that our, um, that our participants are able to take different action, that they're going from being in reaction all the time, which many of us find ourselves, to being in a re- place of reflective action, that we're really thinking and seeing and expanding perspective before we take action, um, and that we have both new habits of mind and new habits in action, right, that will change the way we lead and therefore change our organizations. I was, um, I was thinking about, you know, we, all, we often go back to the, the term transformational leadership with, a, with a, a nod to James McGregor Burns. And, and I read a quote where he really defines it as um, that it's about leaders and followers raising one another to higher levels. And I think that in the end, that's what we're looking, that's what we're looking for in the program. You know, I, I, I'm glad you I'm glad you referred um, to James McGregor Burns and his quote, and I and I think that's a really great thing for people to realize that this is a, the, you know this idea of um, who am I, you know, self in relation to self, and then also self in relation to others. Who am I as I lead, as I work, as I influence, um, and then how does that work? As Randy was saying a minute ago, in the system, system being the organization. Um, and what kinds of moves could I make? What kinds of new behaviors or habits could I demonstrate? And what new choices are available to me? And so it's that that process of understanding who am I, but who am I in the context of this role called leadership and this work that I'm here to do? And um, how does that connect with and, and move others along with? And there's a a thing I've noticed about our, our, the leaders who have signed up for our program, we've certainly had some very, very senior leaders as well as some what I would call rising leaders in organizations. We've had a range of um, kinds of organizations, public and private sector. We've had nonprofits. We've had NGOs. We've had schools and educational institutions and law firms and uh, corporations. All, people from all kinds of work um, have, have stepped into this. And what seems to me to be a common denominator, and I'd love to know what you think, is um, they want to be able to operate at the next level of leadership. They want to be able to expand their ability to lead effectively and to really make a difference. 
Um, do you agree that that's a common denominator? Cheryl, what do you think? Yeah, I, I, think, I think absolutely. I think that people who um, would be interested in our program, leaders that would be interested, are those that are um, ready to commit to this work. <laughs> They're ready to go kind of all in with that mirror that Randy referred to, uh, to take a look at self. Um, and that are maybe in that place, some of them at least, in that place that I was in mid-career, which is, what's next for me? How do I either lead differently? Um, what other offer do I have in the world, in my organization? What do I want to, how do I want my organization to be different, or even my market sector to be different, because I was a leader there? Right, so that's really who we're attracting, and I think in the beginning we did think it would be that we would orient toward the most senior of leaders, and we have those folks coming, and um, and that's fabulous. But I think what we learned in this first running is that we also had because the world is new and operating differently, we also had leaders that were in flatter organizations, and so they were functional leaders or really over a certain area that had big impact, but they weren't uh, CEOs. And that blend was um, had its own element of learning. It was really fabulous for this first cohort. I thought so, too. Very added an enormous richness to the conversations that happen in the classroom and in the learning circles. We're going to take a break right now. Uh, you're listening to Inside Transformational Leadership. Our guests today are Dr. Randy Chittam, Cheryl Phillips, and I'm Kate Ebner, your host. We'll be right back. Looking for exciting video content live and on demand? Visit www.voiceamerica.tv for exclusive content you just can't find anywhere else. That's voiceamerica.tv. Tune in now. Founded in 2012, the Institute for Transformational Leadership, ITL, is an international center for inquiry, experiential education, and research about leadership in the 21st century. Our mission is to develop worldwide communities of transformational leaders and leadership coaches who are dedicated to engaging and providing the leadership needed for a more sustainable and compassionate future. We currently offer two cohort-based certificate programs, the ICF Accredited Certificate in Leadership Coaching and the Executive Certificate in Transformational Leadership. We also offer a range of ICF-certified Advanced Coach Education Master Courses for experienced leadership coaches. For more information about our programs and how to apply, visit scs.georgetown.edu forward slash ITL. Email ITLprograms at georgetown.edu or call 202-687-7000. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. You are listening to Inside Transformational Leadership, produced by Georgetown University's Institute for Transformational Leadership. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please send an email to itlprograms at georgetown.edu. Here again is your host, Kate Ebner. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Kate Ebner, and my guests, as you know, are Cheryl Phillips and Randy Chittam. 
They are the co-directors of the Executive Certificate in Transformational Leadership at Georgetown's Institute for Transformational Leadership, which produces this show. And I'm delighted that they're here to talk about the program that they have created and have been um, developing over the course of the past year and a half. We've just completed the first cohort and have so much um, learning and I think, excitement about what's happening in that program. It's really a pleasure to have you both with me today. I'd like to go back to what we were talking about before the break, which was uh, we were sort of talking about who's in the class and um, giving a sense of the, uh, I think, the diversity, really, of perspective that we saw in the classroom. Um, Would you like to say a word, Randy, about the faculty? Who is teaching transformational leadership for you? Yeah. Yeah, so the the word is uh, awesome. So we have uh, people with um, all kinds of backgrounds and um, experiences. One of the, uh, almost every class is co-taught, and we do that by design, so there are at least two people in the room. Uh, One of our intentions in this program was to have at least one of those people uh, who have had uh, significant uh, leadership experience inside an organization, either currently or previously, and we've found that to be, I think, a really important add. The the commonality among the faculty, I think, are, you know, you could probably think of it as values. You could think of it um, not as not really worldviews. Like I think we all bring a really different and interesting perspective on the topic, but we're all committed to the same kind of outcome and to the same things. Uh, and so our faculty are, many of them have been around Georgetown in the coaching program for a while. Some of them are, are new uh, to us. And so, again, we've, we've cast a wide net in terms of bringing in the very best people uh, that we could find. But they, um, you know, there's, there's always the question at Georgetown about sort of what's the magic sauce. And I think to a large extent it is who they are as faculty. And I think the other answer to that question is it's not so much what we do, although that's important, but it's who we bring in in terms of, uh, I think of them almost as partners or collaborators uh, rather than students, but uh, it's that combination that seems to work so well. So without naming them, uh, which is what I don't think what you wanted me to do, uh, that's how I think about our faculty. We are, uh, if any of them are listening, uh, we've told them repeatedly, we are incredibly fortunate to have the people that we have coming in uh, to work with those students. Um, their expertise, their their presence, their own vulnerability in terms of how they show up, willingness to be engaged with students, all those things are just magnificent. Thank you. That's great. And, um, you know, and, and as I, I think about um, the design that you've created, um, Cheryl, thank you for um, explaining the six modules and, and the the, you know the approach that the program is. It might be helpful if you wouldn't mind just giving a little bit, um, even more detail about yeah. what someone can expect if they enroll in the course. Yes, I, I will. And, and one one piece, everything that Randy said about the faculty, and the piece I would add is that we are all also practitioners. So that we're we're while we have theory behind us and. Each of us has a different slant of the leadership theory base that we maybe are more expert in. We're also really, really practitioners out there in the world, executive coaches, working with leaders day in and day out. And so um, we are not ivory tower folks by any means. And so I think that increases the accessibility also of our, of our faculty. Uh, so the program itself, as I said earlier, is in six modules and um, participants come and again part, they're partners and co, co-creators with us really in this more than participants. 
uh, come once a month for three days, and we begin with um, lead leadership at, and self, really looking at who I am as a leader, what, what is, what's the story I'm in, and how is that serving me? This is Neil Stroll, and I will name people, <laughs> Marcia King <laughs> leading us in this, um, and really looking at how, how am I operating as a leader currently? What are my values? Uh, where am I, as Neil would say, a hero in victory in my own story, and where am I getting in my own way or a hero in retreat? Um, I think people can listen to many of our faculty on the on the uh, Voice America network as well to to get a sense. We go from there into class two, which is really about leadership conversations. And we have a strong belief that the way work gets done in the world is through conversations. And that's first and foremost about the leaders, uh, what conversation the leader's in, both in setting direction and in making things happen day in and day out. Um, This is also in class two, the place where we really introduce um, the concept of mindfulness and creating mindfulness practices um, so that we can be more reflective as a leader. Um, class three, uh, so class two is Randy and I. Class three is uh, Dr. Lori Zukin and Alex Kaye, and that is really about organizational systems and teams. And so how do we interface that way? And it's a great, really fun, interactive, um, deep dive class. Um, in class four, we have Chris Wall and Barbara Brom, and uh, then there we're working really with adult development. And again, where am I on, on my path of development? Uh, and then finally, the main core content of class, the last um, core content class, class five, is Doug Silsby and Leanne Worcester-Nafee working with leadership presence. And that's so much about um, how we're showing up, both with ourselves and in with others. Um, and then finally, we wrap with Class 6, Kate, with you, which is um, really about setting that forward-facing vision. Where am I going from here? Uh, and Randy and I helping the class to do some integration around all the learning. Um, so that's the curriculum. And then, of course, embedded in addition to that, we have small group work. We have a practicum that students are working on. We have a 360, a very unique 360 um, process. It's called the Leadership Circle. Uh, we have individual executive coaching. So we have a lot of other elements embedded in the program as well. Thank you. That's great. Very helpful um, to hear you, you describe that. Um, you know, some people have talked with me about, you know, I would love to come. Is it realistic to take three days off, a Wednesday through a Friday, um, for six months in a row, especially for someone at my level or in my position or with whatever it is I have going on right now. And um, I think it would be helpful maybe for us to talk a little bit about um, why we do do the program in, a, in six months' time every month for three days and, and what, what you found as, um, as leaders have signed up and taken it. Um, Randy, what do you think? Yeah, so a lot of it, I think, is just our belief that these concepts are, um, the things we're working on are substantial and personally significant, and it takes, uh, it takes silk time, it takes reflection time. Uh, as Cheryl said, uh, it's the doing part, so we uh, will have expectations between the sessions that people either notice something differently or try a new behavior or something different in between the classes based on their own kind of learning edge. So there's just there's so much opportunity to apply it that I, I think our philosophy is if we just brought people together, 
and dumped all these concepts on them and sent them away, that it would be very, very interesting, but probably not terribly effective. And so I think that's the primary reason that we do it that way. And still, and I think your question and the question that we hear from people who are considering this is a really, really important one. I think people should think, uh, should really give some thought to whether this is the right thing at the right time for them. Because it is, it is a big, it's not only a time commitment. I think what we heard from, from folks in the first cohort is that it's also a real energy commitment. Uh, it's an emotional energy commitment. Again, you can't, this is not a sit in the room, take notes kind of experience. So you're involved and engaged and, and probably involved and engaged in an area, at least at certain times, in areas that might feel new to you where you might be slightly uncomfortable. So I think of it less as time, even though there's a fair amount of time, but much more around energy and how you manage that and those kinds of things. Yeah. I think I remember, too, in some of the planning discussions, um, how important people concluded it was for a program like this to be treated as core to your success as a leader versus like something you're doing on the weekend or something extracurricular. We really do believe that the experience you're going to have in this program will be exactly what you need and have enormous benefit for your organization in terms of, you know, the the time away will be time well invested, you know. And so, you know, that is something that comes up, I think, for many interested students and something we've thought quite a lot about. So I I did want to touch on it. Cheryl, there are so many excellent leadership programs out there. Um, what do you think is really different and special about this one? What? Yeah, so um, I think we've hit on some of those, and there are excellent programs. I refer people to programs other than ours quite often um, as well, right? So I think uh, a big piece of a differentiator for us is that it's occurring over time. And so it's not a one-shot residential program. While those are very strong and cool and fun because you get to get away from home for a whole week, this really is occurring in the course of your real work. And our expectation is that there's learning application, learning application, and that at each each time you're going deeper and deeper with the work. So I think that's one big differentiator. And then the other is really the cohort um, element of this program both in terms of being with your larger cohort, the full group, and then also that you're with a smaller group, a learning circle cohort, and that those relationships really build over that time and the depth of what you're learning from each other because we have you doing working real business issues with each other throughout the course of the six months. Um, And we give a very structured process. We call it the, the RAP process, the reflective action process, we give a very structured way to do that. So you're both learning it with each other and out there. Uh, so I think those are, are big ones. And, again, that you're working with us as practitioners, so it feels much more like a partnership with the faculty um, than it does with a, a lecture to um, from, from someone up, up on high, right? So we're learning with you and growing. Uh, I think where we started with this program and where we were six months later is different than what we imagined. And I think that's what's so um, amazing about it. It's a co-creation. Great. Thank you very much. You know, I know that, you know, we're, I'm hoping for those who are listening that maybe you're listening because you're really interested in this program and would like to apply or maybe refer someone to it. So I'm hoping that you're getting good answers to some of the questions that we frequently hear um, from people who are thinking about coming. And, Randy, I have a question for you, and that's really about the practicum, as we call it. Um, we have a, 
a desire to um, to get people not just learning in the classroom or learning in their cohort or their small group, but actually practicing what they're learning out in the world. And I know that that's designed as a special project. Could you tell us a bit about the practicum? Yeah, so it's, it is uh, pretty much what you said that it was. So we're, we're looking for, um, let's just call them participants since we keep using different language. Like the people in the, who are going through the experience with us, we're, we're asking them to uh, consider the world in which they're leading and living and think about some place where they could make some contribution that we would call either transformative or, uh, or perhaps change that is sustainable beyond their involvement. So we're looking for something to truly be different at the end of it than it was at the beginning. Uh, and that conversation with folks starts with, what do you most need to learn? Like after, and you can begin the practicum at different points. Like you could start it before the class is over. Most uh, people in the first cohort chose to wait till the end of it. Uh, and then they have three months from there to, to engage and, and, and quote unquote finish in the sense that there's a paper to produce at the end that talks again primarily about their learning. We've jokingly said we don't, and this is not entirely true, but we've said we don't really care so much about whether the practicum is successful. Uh, although we do a little bit because most of them are doing interesting and important things in the world, <clears throat> we care about what you learn from it. So we're holding a steady to that commitment that we want to make sure you take away from the practicum some learning experience. And, again, so often in organizations you might get a cool challenge, but nobody ever talks to you about what you need to learn from the experience or, or works with you during the experience to help you make meaning out of it or ever reflects with you after the experience about what the big takeaways were for you. So it just becomes a thing to do. And we want to make sure that we avoid that. So I'll throw out a couple of high-level examples. I don't want to say too much because uh, we don't have their permission to talk about their practicums. But uh, we have one, uh, one person, for example, who has really reimagined what his organization should look like culturally. And he has a whole different vision for where they're headed. And it's an organization that... Um, and in an industry, in a world where people, I think, are pretty entrenched in how they see things. So he has really essentially reimagined the leadership and the way he wants that organization to position itself in the marketplace. Now, he's at the top of the organization, so he can do things like that. Uh, we have someone else, Cheryl mentioned the reflective action process. We have someone who was so uh, enamored with that that she is taking that to her community and introducing it to a group of women leaders and using that as a way to help create an experience for them, at least a little part of the experience that she had at Georgetown. And uh, so that's, a, that's another thing. We have someone in the class who um, is uh, she's an executive director of a nonprofit, and she's looking to add basically what we might think of as a whole business line, like a whole component of the business that doesn't currently exist. And so that's, that's her practicum. So that's kind of the level of things that, uh, that we've, uh, we've seen. So you think about it, it, it's changing something substantially in one case. In another case, it's creating something that doesn't exist. In another case, it's adding something to something that already exists. So there are a lot of ways to think about it, uh, but those are some of the things that people are doing. And it ought to... To the extent that any one thing can be this, it ought to be a way to really bring together kind of a capstone experience um, of your time in the program. And I see it as one uh, final opportunity with us to really entrench some of the learning that you've had, um, at least up until now. Yeah, that's, thank you. Those examples are terrific and so um, illustrative, I think, of the kinds of ideas that uh, leaders had in the program, participants had in the program. Um, and. What, what I have also noticed is I have um, heard from some of our um, participants who are working on their practicums is that the process of moving to action with, with, a, with an idea that matters to them 
is changing them. You know, what they thought might be easy isn't as easy. What they thought might be hard might be actually much easier. They're, they're, they're kind of coming face-to-face with the realities that we all face when we're in a leadership position. But what they're really, what they're really empowered to do, I think, by the experience they've had is um, ask themselves, who do I need to be as a leader in order to bring this forward versus the other question that people often ask, which is, uh, how, do, how do I get everyone to do what I want, <laughs> right? So, it's, so the, the really interesting thing I, I've seen is that um, there is a deeper level and quality of leadership that people are really working on through the practicum. And I think, you know, I, I've probably said to, to people again and again, really this is about you and what you learn as you go to bring more of who you really are in service to something that matters to you. So we want there to be an outcome, but we also want to know what did you learn. Yeah. And uh, it's pretty, pretty exciting, actually. Mm-hmm. Well, believe it or not, it's time for another break. Um, <laughs> for are listening, um, you're listening to Inside Transformational Leadership, and we are sponsored by Georgetown University's Institute for Transformational Leadership. Um, you're listening to Randy Chittam and Cheryl Phillips, We will be right back after this break. Looking for exciting video content live and on demand? Visit www.voiceamerica.tv for exclusive content you just can't find anywhere else. That's voiceamerica.tv. Tune in now. Founded in 2012, the Institute for Transformational Leadership ITL is an international center for inquiry, experiential education, and research about leadership in the 21st century. Our mission is to develop worldwide communities of transformational leaders and leadership coaches who are dedicated to engaging and providing the leadership needed for a more sustainable and compassionate future. We currently offer two cohort-based certificate programs, the ICF Accredited Certificate in Leadership Coaching and the Executive Certificate in Transformational Leadership. We also offer a range of ICF-certified Advanced Coach Education Master Courses for experienced leadership coaches. For more information about our programs and how to apply, visit scs.georgetown.edu forward slash ITL. Email itlprograms at georgetown.edu or call 202-687-7000. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. You are listening to Inside Transformational Leadership, Produced by Georgetown University's Institute for Transformational Leadership. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please send an email to itlprograms at georgetown.edu. Here again is your host, Kate Ebner. Once again, you're listening to Inside Transformational Leadership. We're having a conversation today about the um, really quite 
a wonderful certificate program that has um, gone through its first running at the Institute for Transformational Leadership. This is called the Executive Certificate in Transformational Leadership. And today I'm having a conversation with two people who have um, taken everything they know over decades of experience and really put it into the design and the development of this um, amazing leadership program. We've been talking about what that program looks like, feels like, what people can expect. And I thought it would be fun, actually, to talk a little bit more um, with you about the class that you teach within the, within the overall program, and that's that leadership conversation course that happens, I think, as a second class in the program. Um, Cheryl, I wonder if you could describe a little bit about, um, let's start with the idea of leadership conversations. You said something so provocative earlier, which was, we believe that much of leadership takes place through conversation. Tell us about leadership conversations and why that's so important. Great. Yeah, and Randy, just feel free to join in and interrupt me here, even though we might yep. teach about non-interrupting. It's totally <laughs> fine. So it does, right? So if you think about anyone listening or certainly any of the leaders I teach here or anywhere else in the world, that we get our work done through, org- through uh, language and through conversations. And, you know, Meg Wheatley says conversations is the way humans think together. And she also says expect for it to be messy. So uh, that's really what we're taking a look at in class two is once we know ourselves more as a leader, what does it look like to interface with uh, those we lead through conversations? Uh, and so we, we really set the tone of or the premise that language in itself is generative. So by what we're saying as leaders, um, we are generating a, a future possibilities and we're closing down other possibilities. Um, and so we work on kind of three big buckets, if you will. Um, the first being how do we, what are our leadership conversations that help to set direction for the organization, for those we lead? And we call that in our language, in the speech acts realm, we call those leadership declarations. And so we're beginning to work with our participants on uh, making leadership declarations, which sounds simple and easy and really big, and it is uh, messy work <laughs> to really get clear on where do I want to lead my organization? Where do I want to go uh, as a leader? So we're working with that, which is really future-focused. Um, we're also working with uh, people on how to clean up the messiness that happens in conversations and how to get clear about um, all the ways in which we are primed and biased in our conversations uh, and how to slow down our processes uh, to really understand each other better. And so that's really the kind of how do we understand each other better piece. Uh, and then finally, we're, none of that makes any difference in the world unless leaders are producing results and getting to action. So then the other bucket we're working with in our class is how to really produce good action through cleaning up our requests and our offers and cleaning up our agreements with each other. So those are the, the, the main threads. And then, of course, as I said earlier, we're also working now with our, um, our participants around this idea of mindfulness and slowing down our process, becoming aware of ourselves and self-managing in, in, when we're working with others. So that's a, that's a little bit of it. Randy, what would you add to that? Yeah, just uh, that is a great summary, actually. There are two things that occur to me. One is you talked about declarations and how messy they are. I just mentioned that. We really uh, use declarations as one of the almost organizing themes for the whole program. So 
the idea of declarations will pop up on our class first, and then it'll keep popping up uh, in classes after that, bringing sort of a different lens to it. We would expect over time that people are able to deepen their their presence and their practice around that. So we believe that declarations for transformational leadership in particular are so important that uh, we're going to keep coming back to that, uh, even though it's messy. Um, the other thing that uh, that is interesting to me. It seems sort of obvious, but conversations generally require at least two people, and so uh, that's part of the messiness, I think, Cheryl, that you're talking about. And I just mentioned the distinction of advocacy versus inquiry on that, that one of the things we're working to help them do is to get some balance in that. So we might think of advocacy as as transparency almost, to what extent do I understand well enough that I can reveal my thinking about things so that other people have a clearer sense of of why I might be landing in the position I'm landing in. And we might think about inquiry as this curiosity. How able am I to ask powerful questions that really solicit and engage uh, other people in the con- in the conversation so that it is actually a conversation and not just a, a delivery of something. So those two things occur to me, but otherwise I think that's it. Yeah, and I would I would add just one other thing that we um, you know we talked about the idea of transformational leadership and uh, that part of it is being able to step back and take reflective action, but it's also about like how bold can we be, right? So that boldness factor really starts to build <laughs> from class two forward <laughs> because we want people in our program to go out and do big things, not just go out and do and do a a slightly better version of what they've already been doing. Mm-hmm. That's nicely said, Cheryl. Well, thank you both. It's just clear just listening to you how um, knowledgeable you are and how enthusiastic you are about this topic. And um, I'm, I, what, what occurs to me listening to the two of you is that um, this idea of self-awareness, bringing the idea of self-awareness and self-management two pieces of emotional intelligence, adding that to, you know, or putting that as a foundation perhaps um, before this next piece, which is really about leadership conversation and, and basically excellence in communication. Um, you know, they don't teach us how to communicate well in graduate school or college or high school. And, you know, one of the things that occurs to me is, as I listen to this and also watch you teach is how fundamental and essential it is for, for adults, for leaders, to learn how to how to take full responsibility for their part of a conversation and to bring a, a, a purposefulness or an intention, especially when they're speaking from a leader's a leadership position, or I was going to say from the leader's chair. Um, so, I think one of the things that I have loved about the class that you teach, as I've as I've sat in on it, is um, how many light bulbs go off for people in the classroom about ways that they can, as you said, Cheryl, clean up their com- their conversation and their communication to really get people more clear and more aligned and more uh, on board with what they really want to do. Um, do you find, as you teach this topic, that it's a difficult thing for people to do to shift their awareness and become better at leadership conversation? What do you think, Randy? Uh, that's, a, that's, that's an interesting question. So uh, difficult. Um, I feel like there's another word I would use, but I'm not identifying what it is right off the top of my head. I think it's challenging. Uh, I think it's messy, as Cheryl said. I think it 
is unlike, um, to the extent that we've been taught at all how to communicate, it is unlike what we've probably been taught before. Uh, and I think because uh, language is so powerful and because we think of it as generative, like uh, so many people think of language as descriptive, that we're describing things to other people. In reality, particularly for leaders, when they say something, really anything they say almost creates something. And so the, I think what makes it challenging for people is kind of reckoning uh, the power of language. I think we go through life thinking, you know, if I kind of missay it or I don't ask clearly, like it's not that big a deal. And I think when you're a leader, it is that big a deal. And so I think we, we almost, I think, at the beginning, I sometimes see people almost get timid for a little while in the, and cautious around, I didn't realize the power of it, and so now I'm nervous about anything that I say out loud. So I, that's how I, I think about it. I don't know if that, Cheryl, how would you say it? Yeah, I, I think all of that and um, that it's about getting new habits in place and uh, new neural pathways as it relates, which if we didn't touch much on the neuroscience that we introduce as well in our class and throughout, but it is what's the new habit? What's the new habit of mind? How am I going to think about it? But more importantly, what's literally the new habit? When am I going to go out and do differently? And I can't just do that once. If I'm really going to do it differently, um, I've got to do it again and again to get my habitual way of behaving uh, more ingrained in my little neural pathways there. Thank you. That's great. I'm so glad also that you touched on the neuroscience because I do know that you've woven um, that science and research throughout the program so that people are really understanding even more about why this matters and what it looks like um, in practice um, from a scientific and a research-based level as well as these uh, distinctions about leadership that and concepts we've been talking about. Um, you know, if someone's listening and thinking about taking this course, is there anything else you want them to know? Cheryl, how about, how about you? Um, I don't know. Come join us. Like, I, I think the main thing I, I would, the, other, the only other thing I would add is that we are continuing to co-create. And I think about... Um, what I'm excited, we started in September, I'm excited about what this next uh, iteration of the program will be because of who shows up in the room. And so um, I, I, I think it's just an exciting time to get to be in these conversations with each other in, in times that the world is so complex and we need this safe haven to do this learning and have these conversations. Fantastic. Thank you. Randy, how about you? Is there anything else that you want people to know about the experience? It's it's really, unfortunately, very similar to what Cheryl said. Like, I think the answer is come join us. We are a a collaborative community. We one of the most fascinating things to me to watch is how the learning community develops over the period of time that we're together, and really starts to develop very very quickly. And so that's maybe something that we do. But it is so much about the people who are in that room together. And so if you are someone who um, has an, a sense that there's something ready to emerge for you and you can't quite get your hands around it or you're challenged by something that feels significant and important that you really want to accomplish, I feel like this is a community where you can probably come 
and make progress on that. And so, uh, like Cheryl, I'm super excited about about where we're headed. I think we have figured out for the most part what we want to want to do with people. I think we knew that going in actually, and and I think we know, particularly from the coaching side, and and now at least one of these under our belt, uh, we have a pretty good sense of what works. And again, getting the right people in the room is a factor A in having that happen. So, um, excited for September. Yes, I'm, I know you are. And, you know, we, we do have um, a mission for this our, our institute that I believe the two of you have really manifested in this program, which is not just to create an outstanding learning experience, uh, really a life-changing, uh, an experience that offers the potential to be life-changing to the people who participate, but also to create a community of leaders you know i think the mission of our institute is is not just to host great programs but actually for those who go through them to have you come out with the understanding that you're part of a larger community of people like you who care about the future who care about making a difference and who care about learning and that once you've participated in one of our certificate programs you become what we would call a graduate of our program and a key part of our community. And I know that very first cohort is already thinking about um, ways to get together and keep learning, ways to stay in touch and to really be a powerful network for each other. So I'm glad I'm glad you talked about the shaping of a community um, because it's the community of you and your, your fellow um, participants, but then it's this larger institute community that we are inviting you to. Um, I'd like to just... Um, Finish up with a with a question for you, and of course, it's my question is about vision, and so I, I love the subject as we all know. And my question for you really is, what is your vision for this program, and what do you think success looks like over time as we think out to the future? What's the impact you want this to have? And I've given you three questions to work with, so Cheryl, I'll start with you again. Okay. okay. Um- so first and foremost, I, I want the sustainability of the program to be in its evolution so that it continues to evolve and that we continue to experiment with it as the world changes because we're all about how, you know, how leaders interface with the world today. Uh, I hope that we have ripple impacts. So it's not just our participants, of course, but what they're taking back into their organizations and communities. Um, and I really hope that we go into service even more broadly. Um, so if that's uh, helping with those that are in more disadvantaged communities uh, to bring this work to them or to bring people to us that can't naturally afford it. Um, and our participants in the first cohort are very interested in this topic as well. So those are a few of my images of what the future might hold. That's great. And I, Randy, I'm going to give you literally 10 seconds because it's, believe it or not, time for us to wrap, but would love to hear if you have a quick addition to what Cheryl just said. Yeah, I'll just read the last phrase of our mission, engaging and supporting the leadership required for a more sustainable and compassionate future. I want to do that. Fantastic. Thank you both for being with us today. We have so enjoyed the conversation with you. Thank you. Thank you, Kate. Thank you. Thanks, Cheryl. Have a great week. Thank you for joining us this week on Inside Transformational Leadership. Please tune in for another edition with your host, Kate Ebner, next Monday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our programs, 
please visit scs.georgetown.edu forward slash ITL. We'll talk again next week.